A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast NXT flavored edition. I'm Alfecador Laurie Blake and I'm joined by Adam Blompier. How's it going? You right? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? Yeah, yeah I'm all right actually. All right. I am. Do you know why I'm all right? Because my mate Kyle came back to NXT this week. Yeah, all right, Kyle. Sport, sported a beard, didn't he, Kyle? Yes, I've missed we'll you. We'll I've missed you, Kyle, beard. but I'll never tell you that. I'll never tell you that, Kyle. I've missed you, but I'll never tell you because I'm not soft. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Kyle O'Reilly returned to NXT this week and joined back up with the Undisputed Era uh, and is getting set for some in-ring action, which is very exciting news because I think Undisputed Era has been sorely missing him. Here is the show where we discuss it further. So Kyle O'Reilly has returned to NXT properly. Obviously, he's been on NXT TV recently as the... Uh, sort of gaslighting psychiatrist in a couple of sections of Roderick Strong, but he's not been in the building and he's not been having any matches. Um, this was reported to be because he wasn't cleared to compete and also reported by Dave, Dave Meltzer that Kyle has diabetes and they didn't want to have him uh, at tapings, putting himself at risk. So hopefully this is all, it's fine that he's back and that decision has been made with the proper amount of medical advice needed, but it's good to see Kyle back on TV. He, he, he was a, much missed component of the Undisputed Era, I thought, because they've not had a very good time in NXT recently, right, Adam? They've, they've lost all their belts. They had all the gold. They've lost all of that gold, including Adam Cole, the longest reigning NXT champ in history, has also lost his title. Um, it feels like they've been on a bit of a downward spiral. They've been on a bit of a losing streak. Uh, they've obviously been missing Kyle. Roddy's lost his mind, uh, having been put into two, one too many boots for uh, his own liking um, and had that minor feud with Dexter Loomis. Um, and yeah, they've just, they've not really advanced anything. Roderick Strong even lost the match at the beginning of this show against uh, Johnny Gargano. And then we had a, a promo package backstage where they were talking about kind of, they're trying to G each other up really and being like, why do we suck so much? Why do we keep ruining everything? And then Kyle O'Reilly walks in with fire and verve and really picks everyone up and um, starts to say like, we're the undisputed era and we're going to, we're going to properly show people what we're made of. What were his exact words? I can't remember. Uh, you're Roderick Strong. You're Bobby Fish. You're Adam Cole. We were the, the hottest. Yeah. All that kind of remember, remember who you are. <laughs> Simba. Um, Simba. Um, yes, it's always lovely to see him. And like you say, I think uh, the obviously the first priority is like you're, you're definitely all right to be here. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I assume that's not a decision that you know. Obviously, you're that's a decision that you're obviously a part of. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great to see kind of the the full pack of coyotes. Um, back. Oh yeah. Um, 
setting, the dogs their, of sights, war. setting their sights on Imperium, <laughs> huge tag title match next week. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, it, it feels like um it, it it's an exciting development. Like obviously Adam Cole is out there losing his mind on Pat McAfee's uh, show, which they of course uh, showed in this episode. So it does feel like um, they're psychology they're psychologically crumbling. Uh, a little bit and i'm not sure if that is a shift to kind of like one last stand and then up obviously to the main roster or if they are if this is a slow burn face turn i mean obviously they 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 ambushed imperium which is not a very face thing to do but they are going after imperium who are definitely heels uh so this may sort of become a thing which is like out of their lowest point uh we may see some or all of the UE uh, kind of turning to the side of the angels. Uh, either way, uh, great to see Kyle O'Reilly. What a shame he's got a chin strap, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, the beard the beard isn't great. He's got like a bit of a sort of semi-mohawk vibe as well. It was some, like in that, in that little package backstage, it kind of was all, like there's a little ridge that you can see just going down the middle there. Um, yeah, but like great to see him. And I think he really did actually... It felt like they were they're building up that like he was bringing the team back together and getting everyone back on track. Everyone's obviously been individually off losing their minds yes. because of kidnappings and losing their titles and Pat McAfee calling you short or whatever it was that's uh, got the Undisputed Era's goat. Kyle has come back with a bit of sense and sensibility to put them back on the right track. Um, I wonder if the title match of Imperium, because like Undisputed Era, if this is the last ride of the Undisputed Era in NXT, you want a big match to send them out on at TakeOver, Triple X, do not Google it, whatever you do. Um, so you, you want to, do you want to spiral this? Like, is there a possibility that we're get, we could get Undisputed Era versus Imperium 2? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know what the, the, the flight situation is going to be come uh, late August. But like that's a match I would like to see, especially seeing as the first one kind of ended up with the Undisputed Era working completely babyface in oh no, sorry, with Imperium working Imperium kind of babyface fan, in that yeah. match because of Wolf getting injured. So it would be interesting to see the the proper four on four conclusion of that. And if I was going to do a match that was going to write Undisputed Era out of NXT or be their final standing ovation, I'd want a match where it's all of them together. Because otherwise you kind of have to wait till war games and then maybe just do a yeah. war games match as their finale. Um but yeah, like this, this I could I could definitely see this tag title match now spinning out into like in two weeks' time we're going to do the full Imperium versus Undisputed Era two, which would just be fantastic. Um, Game, yeah, yeah, um, if, super if, into that. If the uh, if the travel arrangements can be made, not sure, but uh, you know, I I do not claim to be privy to that. But it would be it would be nice, and also kind of maybe just yeah, see a little bit of a role reversal. Uh, have Undisputed Era kind of. I'd like it's been a very long time since like like going back to red dragon day since we've seen a combination of any of them these guys work face mm-hmm. uh i mean like obviously roddy roddy strong was uh was the last one his fa- face run wasn't you know great obviously he kind of went super saiyan when he joined the undisputed era but like i genuinely would be interested to see especially uh kyla riley and bobby fish uh see if they can uh work from underneath as a kind of baby face in peril team i think that'd be really really fun yeah, I was just watching um, some clips of uh, PWG and Kyle's like return um, when he like shocking returned when Excalibur sort of stood up to Mount Rushmore 2.0 and all that kind of stuff. Like, and the pop that Kyle got as a babyface was just incredible. Um, he's got it in him for sure. And um, I just think the Undisputed Era has just been so outlandishly successful for NXT that they're just they're not willing to mess with the formula very much. They're quite happy, you know just leaving those guys being that same character. They're kind of like, um, they're almost like a New Day style faction in that sense that like, you don't want to mess with it too much because actually it's just perfect the way it is. And like, you know, New Day has survived, like New Day New Day remained strong during Kofi Mania. They've remained strong through Woods being out injured. They, they're seemingly going to remain strong even with Big E being set up for a singles run now. Um and I think Undisputed Era has had that same sort of cohesiveness as a faction. So I, 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 I'm also, I don't want to see the boat rock too much, but I do feel also that they've they've done kind of everything that you could do in NXT mm. as they've as they've held every single title. So you know, one last ride might be the way to do it. 
Unless, yeah, unless, like, I, I don't see the implosion angle happening in NXT just because I think you've got main roster T-shirts to sell. Like, I think oh, that yeah. I think the, the tea that they're rocking at the moment <clears throat> looks good. Uh, Adam Cole Bebe, obviously, like, that is, he, that, that's a merch shifter. Uh, and I do think you get more of a swell with him with his pack of boys around mm-hmm. him. Um, like, I... They I love a know. faction. They love a faction, but they, they never love, give them. They love a faction. <laughs> they love to do it, but they also do that. I think they'll do Undisputed Era on the same on the same brand for about two months, and then Strong will be sent to SmackDown or or like oh, something. Will, something will inevitably happen because they don't. They somehow can't Super keep factions together. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. um, I yeah, I'm very pleased to see Carl back. I'm hoping that you know everything is all right with everyone and this has all been as thought out as possible um he definitely was a much welcome presence on nxt tv which is a very good show this week i thought um and i kind i just think the possibilities are interesting with the undisputed era because it's either going to be built to another imperium match for uh takeover triple x do not google it or it's going to be i just wonder whether they're going to put the belts back on kyle and Carl and um, Bobby next week, just because they're a safe pair of hands and then get a really big match in the books for takeover. Um, I don't know who, I, I'm not sure entirely who I think would go against them though, because just kind of into share of drops off the face of the earth because of spoiling some finishes. Breezango aren't particularly uh, hot at the moment. You've got, Everise, who, yeah, who getting, a lot of, getting, Everise. getting a lot of TV time recently. Um, I wonder if you could do a Franken team for that that you know a quick match or whatever. Like I don't I don't necessarily think the undisputed era have another tag run in them. I tell mm. you what I would be interested in seeing, and I don't think you need to implode the team to do it. I think you could see on takeover the undisputed era fatal four way. Um, not and you don't have to have them like stuff. It's just like the idea that's like maybe they pitch it to William Regal being just like, look, I think we need to get something out of our system. We need to all get on, get on the same page. Like, I think we need to let off some steam. Like, mm. I think, you know, because Kyle really kind of got in these guys' faces. Um, um, everyone's feeling down about themselves. Uh, I think it might be interesting to sort of see, like, just from a psychological perspective, it's, it's, it's a weird uh, match. Um, but I think it's got some kind of, it's got a good psychological grounding to it. I don't know if that's enough for WWE to put on this match. Uh, I mean, is it, but is it any weirder than Kyle pretending he's a psychiatrist and Rod, no, and not. Roddy literally never looking to his left, which was all he had to do to rumble that ruse. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, I think uh, I, I, to me, like if, if there's a thing to do with the undisputed era at um, takeover, I, I would like to see the fatal four way and just like not have it lead to them explode. Just have it lead to maybe something like everyone thinks that Adam Cole's going to win it, but Kyle O'Reilly does or something like that. Just to kind of like upset the hierarchy of the group a little, um, you know, not focus it so much on Roddy singles, um, Cole singles, and then, um, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. It's 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 a difficult match to pitch because it's all heel, but I think mm-hmm. t- if anyone can kind of pull that off, it's NXT. Um, and I just think, yeah, like I, th- I think it's the sort of thing that, like, oh, wow, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Because at the moment, everything is just like, oh, they're just going to lose loads of matches, so they either break up or leave NXT. Like, it, it, it does feel like we're entering a little bit into predictable territory. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they're not going to win the tag match next week. <laughs> they if they if they do i will uh i will eat a banana skin and all if they if they do but well they've heard it here first they'll be live next next week on we'll do a live one for uh yeah. the special occasion a live version of the nxt podcast so adam can eat a banana skin and all yeah the whole thing we'll have to announce it on the day obviously because we won't know <laughs> until 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 that happens There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? Then you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies could only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Let's let's whiz through the rest of the show because this was, obviously this was like, I think it was mostly an unremarkable NXT in terms of like, there wasn't anything particularly newsworthy coming out of it, except maybe Carl returning. And obviously we have seen Carl, but the fact that he's returning to in-ring competition is a really big get, I think, for yeah. Undisputed Era and should be the thing they need to sort of lift them out of the doldrums of what's been happening to them recently. Um, but everything else was just sort of bubbling along as as per usual. We're sort of setting up the matches that we're going to get for TakeOver Triple X. Um, and... I'm really, really excited for one of them. Like one of them I am mad excited for. And I didn't really realize it until watching this show. I am so, so keen for Keith Lee versus Cameron Cross. Mm-hmm. I out loud just went, oh my God, after the little promo package in the middle of this show. Uh, but the show opens with a recap of um, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic's kind of relationship. And then what happened with Karen Cross last week where he beat him down in the ring while Keith Lee was made to watch. This was just setting the tone for something that would happen later in the show, which we'll go to, we'll go through things in order and we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, the show actually kicked off with Io Shirai and Tegan Knox teaming up against Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Obviously there is a lot of drama in this group because Candice has been friends with all of them. Uh, <laughs> Kai and Tegan Knox are, former tag team partners. Kai also attacked Io Shirai at the end of last week's, uh, last week's or the week before show. Um, and Kai also jumps them here. She, she, as Io Shirai is making her entrance, Kai runs out and attacks her. Tegan Knox runs out after her. Candice LeRae runs out after that. And it's kind of a, a fairly sloppy brawl to get into the, uh, get into the ring, start the match. I wasn't massively blown away by this uh, tag match. I thought it was a little bit slow. I thought it was a little bit badly paced. Um, 
it was a little bit rough around the edges. Like it definitely picked up when Io Shirai came in and started to just go mad on everyone. Yeah. Um, it really, really found its feet there. But before that, it was just a little bit botchy and sloppy and it felt like they weren't really clicking. And it's weird because they've all worked together before brilliantly and put on some really, really top quality matches. So I don't know why this didn't click. Maybe it was just the the going out first. Maybe Maybe they just didn't really weren't feeling it that evening. I don't know, but it was, it didn't really work for me. There was a couple of really good bits though, when Shirai came in and she sort of stepped over Kai to go for her moonsault, but Kai got her on the top and went for a superplex, then got knocked into the tree of woe. And then, you know, hits this crazy double stomp onto Kai as she's sort of holding herself up. And that's, that's a double stomp that we've seen a lot of people do like Andrade does one. Uh, Sasha sometimes does one, uh, Finn does one as well. And normally they sort of tap the person on the chest and that person flops down. Ishirai tapped her on the face and her face fell down, like flopped down upside down onto the floor. It looked absolutely foul. Uh, great stuff though. And then, yeah, she just, Candice rolls in to get a missile drop kick to the face. Uh, then hits, then she gets hit with the knees. Uh, Shirai then dives out to take out Kai. Meanwhile, Tegan sliding in hits uh, Candice with the shiniest wiz- wizard. Shirai hits her Sayu Moonsault um, and then hits her with a, like another double, basically another double knees while doing the Moonsault because she just clatters her and then gets the pin. Um, Candice, I think, has had a really bad run of getting hit in the face with people's feet and knees recently. Yeah. Um, and then she's also like, she is the pin machine still. She, she just is there to, to take the pin. Um, this match was fine. I don't think it added much to, um, I don't think it really did much to add to the feud between Io Shirai and Dakota Kai after that, that brawl, after the, uh, match with Tegan Knox. This, it felt, this felt just sort of like Shirai getting some heat back for having to take the beating because it, it was so easily handled by her alone. Really, Tegan Knox had very little part to play in what happened in the match. So yeah, I, I didn't get much out of this. How about you? Yeah, same. Uh, like I, poor Candice, poor mm. Candice. Because uh, I, I honestly feel like I think Dakota Kai is great. Um, I, I, I kind of like her partnership with Raquel Gonzalez. Oddly absent, um, and I, yeah, like I just don't know if Kai Shirai feels like the feud right now. Maybe it is um because like i don't know i just feel like after great american bash i thought it was candace's time Mm -hmm. Uh, and it seemed like that she was one that being kind of positioned most maybe she's going to be the next champion so they don't want to rush to get us there but like right now like i i think i would rather see a number one contenders match between candace larray and rhea ripley uh than dakota kai which suggests that kai is going to win next week uh just because otherwise if rhea was going to be a number one contender yeah we just put Candace in that match. Um, unless he didn't want to beat Candace again. Who knows? Uh, either way, like um, I don't think the story with Dakota Kai and Io Shirai was strong enough to seed uh narrative beats mm. throughout this match. I think, like, you know, if you're not gonna have like the absolute top, you know, high stakes, you know, something on the line work rate match, you should have a match which you know get some get some story in. And I think what this lacked is basically, yeah, like Dakota Kai attacked. Shirai, but it wasn't until like really after this match where uh, Takai had the uh, the promo, which basically says I am the number one contender. And then you had the Rhea Ripley thing, so it, mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like there was a whole lot to hang on the match. It feels like Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai has been a little bit overplayed. Uh, Candice doesn't feels like she might need more protecting than she's currently getting. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't quite feel like completely kind of a, a full package of a of a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think Candice is getting really short shrift here because I think she that actually, I think her and Johnny's story is one of the more interesting ones in NXT that they could play with. It's something they haven't done before. Uh, I think importantly, it's um, it would be a very novel approach to it to have Johnny backing up Candice and and you know Johnny being the one to elevate Candice to the the NXT champion NXT Women's Championship. Um, And I hope they do start doing that soon because I I do think that's really worthwhile and really interesting. And I think Johnny's got a lot to offer in that regard with like, obviously he's great and very good at the wrestling bit of it, but I think he's got a lot to offer just in terms of like being 
a background character to somebody else's rise, which I think is fair enough because Candice did that for the last five years of NXT for Johnny um, and took took such a backseat to everything that he did, um, you know, not even being involved in takeovers beyond to be there for Johnny's matches. So I would really like to see that story play out. And I think Candice has a lot to offer in this heel turn. And I think that was the, really felt like it was going to go places and it stalled immediately. And I'm I'm a bit upset that that's kind of, what's happened here because yeah to them we're just getting retreads of like well who can go against dakota kai at short notice it's it's obviously tegan Knox. it's like we've we've done that feud we we've buried that i feel like that's that's completely done the the eo shirai and dakota kai one hasn't hotted up in the way that you think it would after dakota kai attacked eo post-match mm. in like her debut defense of the nxt women's championship so it just yeah, it, nothing really clicked here for me. It just felt like a load of um, loose threads that never really got tied up. Uh, we then got the uh, recap of the angle with Pat McAfee and Adam Cole and him shouting about being small and knocking over things and going, don't touch me to that man. And then McAfee going, what the hell's wrong with that guy? Uh, classic, classic acting. Um <laughs> And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the point of this is. Like, this is going to be a weird feud if this is a feud, or I, I don't know what this is about. I'm if, if the match is Cole versus McAfee at Takeover, I don't, I don't want that. How do we? How do we make that not? That's not going to happen, is it? Uh, well, as, I, I'm, I'm, the only thing that I would think is worse than that is that you put over the other guy on your way out. So I'm hoping that Adam Cole doesn't put over Pat McAfee. <laughs> got to make McAfee look strong. Oh my god. Yeah, I I I think I think Adam Cole sold it really well this the drama here and this like I'm, I'm thinking it's a work. It has to be a work. It felt very oh, yeah, scripted. Yeah. So like yeah, it's I I think Adam Cole was brilliant in this bit. I I don't want to see him and Pat McAfee have a match. I don't want to see him and Pat McAfee have another conversation. Um so I'm I'm hoping this That's gets buried somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a bit of drama to stir the pot. Um we then got uh, Gargano and Strong like a sort of package talking about Gargano and Strong having problems from last week and they were going to settle things. Gargano has another version of his music. I don't know if that's been around for a while, but I really noticed it this week that it's yet another version of that music. Um, this was great. This was really, really good. This was this was a match that we haven't had in NXT for a while, which is a Johnny Gargano-like special, really, which is just give me another indie guy that I've worked with loads of times before and we'll just do something crazy. And this had some really, really cool stuff like Johnny mid-move turning a sort of uh, powerbomb Olympic slam thing into a hurricanrana, then hurricanrana and Roddy onto the barricade outside, chucking him into the post, hitting the one final beat DDT as he gets back in. Even on a slow cover, Johnny wins the match. This was this was just like pure NXT through and through. This was just like a regular NXT TV match. Not a lot to do with like, not a lot to spin out of it. Spins out of something pretty that was quite neatly tied up, I think, last week anyway. So they just added another match to give these guys a good bit of TV time to do what they do best, which is very good wrestling. And I'm very pleased that Gargano and Strong got this time because, yeah, uh, they've both been sort of putting over other guys more recently. And so this this felt like a really good sort of show for them both to go out there and do their thing um, and not, you know, not not for the vehicle of making Bronson Reed or someone look really good. Yeah, it were it were good. Um, obviously, I think with the guys of this caliber, uh, when you're kind of told, "Oh, these guys are going to wrestle," you kind of you're immediately your brain flashes takeover. But you know, those not necessarily realistic expectations for weekly telly. Uh, a good TV match, uh, not what they are fully capable of, but a good TV match. So after that, that's when we then saw Dakota Kai backstage talking up the fact that she thinks she is the number one contender because she's. Had ma- I don't know, basically because she's had matches against all these people. I hit her. her. So I, I'm the number one. Yeah, yeah. You also lost that match that you just had, Dakota. <laughs> if anyone's a number one contender, it's Tegan Knox again, because she just she at least <laughs> helped. Bloody hell. Um, so she says all this and she's about to walk off and be like, I'm going to go ask Mr. Regal now. And then Rhea Ripley interrupts with her new uh, Adam Blompier hair. And it looks great. It said, looks it, great. Everyone should have that hair. Everyone with hair should have that hair. She looks fantastic. I really like Rhea Ripley's new hair. It's really she, good. she does look great. She looks um, great. It's like, <laughs> oh, just when someone like, it, it's such a, I think the term is glow up. 
glow up is the term, I think, when someone takes such a bold move with their hair and carries it out to perfection. Uh, I think that's really, really exciting. It just, I, I couldn't, could not talk enough about Rhea Ripley's hair. I think it's really mm. good. Even if she does it like, uh, what's her face? The, the, the super vegan from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Whatever. Um, <laughs> could look worse. Could look worse. You could look worse. I've got to rewatch that bit again. That's the bit with the metric song, isn't it? That's such mm. a good bit of Scott Pilgrim, that. Oh, great hair. I was, I was watching the bloopers for that yesterday. I love Scott Pilgrim. What a great film. Uh, yeah, so Rhea Ripley comes in and says that um, she has an issue with Dakota Kai saying that she's the number one contender, probably because Dakota Kai is just claiming it off the back if I kicked her in the head one time. And she says she wants to be the next one for EO. And so Dakota, in classic heel fashion, finishes this conversation by yeah, well, we'll see what Mr. Regal says about that. Go call my I'll, dad. I'm going to speak to the teacher. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, it didn't feel it didn't feel very heelish. It felt a little bit weak for Dakota Kai, but fine. Well, she, um, she's a weak heel. Like that's her kind yeah. of thing, right? I'm into Dakota Kai versus uh, Rhea Ripley. I'm hoping that uh, Raquel Gonzalez can be there for that though, because I think that's the difference maker. I, you know, yeah, it, it would be quite. It would be very dramatic if. Um, Kai, Kai overcomes Rhea without the help of Gonzalez next week. If it's actually like a proper, that would be a real upset. I yeah, think. I, I think Ripley's been that's so strong. Forward. If it's not Mercedes getting involved to have a feud with Rhea, uh, then I think it will be because Raquel Gonzalez has been off TV for a little bit, uh, and it kind of makes sense to kind of bring her back in the clutch when it's most needed, and also set her up as a real threat, like a difference maker for Takeover. Uh, like that makes sense to kind of just do all of that in the number one contenders match. Uh, and then I, like, I hopefully the Dakota Kai Shirai feud will get cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then saw Timothy Thatcher backstage getting interviewed and he said he's going to stretch out his opponents because he's taking on Dexter Loomis and Finn Balor later in the show. Uh, we then saw the Undisputed Era and Kyle arriving and telling everyone to get hype and the, the, telling them their names and looking quite tanned, really. Um, Shotzi Blackheart then took on Mercedes Martinez, spilling out of the tank fiasco from last week, which actually, you know, was good because it gave Robert Stone something to do that felt like a proper advancement of the story. Stone and Aaliyah were in Mercedes's corner, but didn't get involved in the match too much, though Stone at one point did distract Shotzi on the on the outside, giving Mercedes the opportunity to dump her onto the apron. But after that, Shotzi sort of fired up. She hit a bunch of kicks, did a big reverse sent on thing. And yeah. then she was looking for slice bread number two and ended up uh, caught on the top rope. And Mercedes just did this awful release German suplex from Ooh, there. So uh, like, like a spider suplex because she kept her feet hooked and just dumped her backwards um, and then just climbed down. That was, I think that was the best bit of it. It wasn't like a, I'm going to get up and turn around. Like, you know, someone like a Daniel Bryan might do that and then turn around and do a splash or something. And Mercedes just went, no, I'm going to climb down sensibly. And then I'm just going to walk over and I'm going to hit a finisher on you. And that is the end of the match. It was brilliant. I, I really like great. I really like the way Martinez is being uh, presented. She's different enough from Shayna Baszler that I think those kind of, uh, we're kind of getting around those comparisons now. Um, I love the Mortal Kombat look when she comes out as well. The sort of like, she's got sort of a mix of Katana and Sub-Zero about her. It's brilliant. Um, I think it's great that the Robert Stone brand finally has someone signed to it. That's actually like worth talking about in, you know, actually making like being involved in so much of NXT TV for Robert Stone when absolutely nothing, what happened there in the back? Uh, I think uh, a, a bowl fell on, <laughs> fell on the ground. Are you you're right? She's fine. She's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay, everyone. <laughs> My lord, it's been it's been uh, uh, an NXT podcast of interruptions today. Um, <clears throat> is it going to be a tag match being set up at the back of this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and oh, I yeah, I just really enjoy. Mercedes Martinez on the Robert Stone brand. I think it's really clever booking. Um, I wonder if they're going to get rid of Aaliyah at some point as part of that storyline. But Why um, is she out there? Is yeah. Robert Stone going to bring his entire brand every time, <laughs> out yeah. every time? Um, yeah, I, I thought it was it was fine. Like I said, yeah, um, the first week after signing a new person, Robert Stone having a small but not overpowering impact. Uh, and then basically, yeah, just being just like, look, cool, she's good. Yay, she's good, isn't she? Having a little bit of a, it's got his comic big shoe there. Mm-hmm. 
doing yeah like fine yep progress why not yeah and yeah i'm excited to see where it goes because i think mercedes martinez is definitely one of those names you want you want earmarked for a championship opportunity down the line because i think she's definitely got an air of like could have a very long reign with that nxt women's title at some point um probably not for a while i think like We've probably got Rhea winning it again before that. We've probably got Candice as well because those stories feel a bit more locked in um, to some degree. But uh, yeah, I could definitely see Martinez winning it at some point. We then got a package for Ridge Holland, who I meant to look up before this. Uh, who He's been over in NXT UK and he's making his debut for NXT next week, uh, which was to, uh, later revealed to be as part of a triple threat with uh, Damian Priest and Oni Lorcan. Um it was a bit had smacked of Peaky Blinders, this or like a, some sort of Jekyll and Hyde style. It was just had a cobbled street vibe, is what I think, but not in a Coronation Street way, like in a you know, that's <laughs> trying to be edgy cobbled streets. Um, it looked pretty good. I don't like, I don't really know what more to say about it than that yeah. because it, it was just a sort of Heart, like it was not quite as cool as all of NXT's other promo packages have been. And Rich Holland is a dreadful, dreadful name. Ridge Holland. Oh, yeah, it does sound like a really bad crisp, doesn't it? Mm. Are you eating your Rich Hollands today? <laughs> They're med- the medical crisps, the med- medicinal crisps. Yeah, cowpole flavored Ridge Hollands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah uh, it'd be nice it, I mean it's, it's always good when you get a fresh face in NXT and you know being immediately inserted into a big triple threat match with Damon Priest and Only Lorcan one means he's going to get the absolute S words slapped out of him but two like that's going to be some really good TV time on NXT next week you have to imagine like so far the triple threats have, have been given a good 15 minutes of uh the show so unless they're going to do some major schmoz in this match i imagine he's going to get a really good long showing in his debut match for nxt which is great um we then got keith lee coming out because he wanted to address carrion cross and this was the moment where i was like oh yeah 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 um i am so bloody keen on this feud uh i i, I can't even explain how excited i am to see this takeover match because it has to be a takeover match and if they don't do it on takeover i'm going to be very very cross i'm going to write a letter uh to william regal which he'll appreciate because he's old school um <clears throat> so he goes out and says he wants to address carrying cross because he said you know people have been um talking about me standing by while dijack was in the ring but dijack is a full-grown man and he made his choice and he says like you've come after me and you've done so much extra bull s word he dropped and he dropped a swear on the telly he did it twice he, he dropped he dropped two swears and everyone was like oh in classic wrestling fashion um but it was really good like keith lee is such an amazing talker and this was this was really powerful it was, it was the perfect time to drop it really well done and he said and all of that chat all of that stuff you've said all that extra stuff all means nothing when you won't come and do the one thing that I'm doing in the ring, face-to-face, man-to-man, calling me out. And he says, so I'm calling you out, Karrion Cross." And then Cameron Grimes into it. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's so good. He has properly elevated himself into Vicky Guerrero heat territory he's just got that style of delivery that's so irritating but also charismatic enough that you're not like completely get off my screen it was oh i i i roared with laughter when cameron grimes came out because i knew i knew what they were doing like everyone knows what they're doing he's comes out ah cameron grimes uh and just like you just like oh he's gonna get murdered because keith lee is just standing there just looking with a kind of vein throbbing in his forehead oh really funny um and it's like it doesn't even bury cameron grimes because it's just such a good foil uh it's like he really added it's like yeah intense moment bit of light a uh, bit of a breather, a bit of catharsis, and then another really intense moment. Like this segment really worked. Like yeah, it was, it was the only. It, it was a, a bit of a, a bit of a low key NXT uh, this week. Not, not a huge amount of like pulse pounding uh, kind of stuff. Like good stuff, but not you know not as, as good as last week in terms of like high octane. But this promo was the 
bomb. Loved it was it. absolutely fire. And yeah, so Cameron Grimes comes out and he's going, Cameron Grimes is going to come for the NXT Championship. And he gets on the apron. He's going, Keith, Keith, can you not hear me here? Keith, and Keith Lee just turns around straight into a choke cold. Choke slams him over the top rope like it's nothing. Uh, and then slams him up and down in the corner. But as that happens, the lights go out. Scarlet appears in the spotlight uh, to watch. Grimes, trying to use that distraction, leaps in to do the cave-in, but gets caught in a spirit bomb. And then Scarlet introduces Karrion Cross on the screen, who's been filmed in extreme close-up. And he says, what kind of a man makes the choice to stand by and do nothing while his friend suffers? Um, <laughs> you give me my shot at the NXT Championship. You can do it the easy way or the hard way. And you don't want to know what the hard way is because everyone will suffer TikTok. And then <laughs> Keith just goes... Yeah, fine. Pick the time and place, and I'll whoop that ass. I will whoop that ass. Yeah, you're cool, Keith Lee. Every single bit of this was perfectly done. I think. I think you're completely right. That, like, even the Cameron Grimes moment, that that moment of like heightened suspense and just cutting it uh, with a very well done comedic bit from Cameron Grimes, who is that kind of perfect annoying heel, and you also get off the back of that. You get to see how strong Keith Lee looks as the champion and like how angry and upset he is as well. And then you get that, that spirit big, bomb, Oof. that big challenge from uh, Karrion Cross, which I'm hoping is setting up for takeover. It has to be setting up for takeover, yeah. um, which does put you in the very tricky predicament of who's going to win the old takeover match, because <laughs> I do think Karrion Cross should win. Um, I, just story-wise, I just think Karrion Cross winning feels like it makes the most sense for the way he's been presented so far. But a man, I don't I don't want Keith Lee to to lose the NXT championship so quickly after winning it unless he is off and up onto much bigger things. Um so yeah, really that, that is going to be so hard to predict when we have to do that one. I, I think that's going to be like I'm really going to agonize over that choice, but I cannot wait to see that match because yeah. Big guys throwing each other around is my jam. Uh <laughs> we then got Ever Rise coming out to uh <clears throat> so apparently losing to Breezango gets you a match with the tag team champions. Uh, that is the way NXT hierarchy has always worked. And uh, it's it's the old the old NXT shortcut, as it's now known. Um, Imperium were out to beat them in very, very short shrift. I, I barely made any notes in this match because I just went, oh, look, they've lost the week before. By the time I, I finished, even have a photo for it. <laughs> yeah, by the time I'd finished typing what, like, my note on just being like, oh, didn't they lose to Breezango last week? It was like, European bomb, they've won. Marcel <laughs> Bartel then attempts to cut a promo, but the whole of the Undisputed Era run out, mob Imperium and beat them all to hell. Uh, Kyle and Bobby hit the No Man's Land and uh, Undisputed Era get to stand tall. Um and this sets up the championship match for next week. Um, this was great stuff. I thought this was really good. This this was like a fine little showing for Imperium, who have been absent from NXT TV basically since they won the belts, um, which feels a bit odd because it was just like it was just moving it to, so they could have Riddle on SmackDown, really, wasn't it? And because they can have Pete uh, Pete Dunn, so like they just moved the belts as quickly as possible, and then now then forgot about them for a very long time. Um, <clears throat> So it's weird that the tag titles are coming back for this sudden match next week, but whatever, I'm into it. I think these these two teams work really well together and I'm really excited to see it. Um, and this was a perfectly fine way to set that up for me. And it feels like the Undisputed Era trying to get back in sync and and be the dominant force that they were at the start of NXT's tenure on USA, uh, which was almost a year ago. Um, we then got a Bronson Reed package, which was wholesome and nice, uh, talking about graffiti and uh being from adelaide and stuff like that and it it was fine there was a it it was oh it was nicer than fine it was was, fine it was stuff we'd never learned about bronson reed before like how wrestling was his life you know the adorable relationship he has with his partner you know like she you know helped him financially to train and like uh she's kind of his rock his foundation and like Mm. uh, it's really sweet like definitely like stuff to kind of add into the uh the ladder match i'm sorry that it didn't have a swear in it laurie no it's not about a swear it's about a like i i just think when nxt does this with people it doesn't work and i i don't i just think being so wholesome with people just really don't like they tried it with roddy strong and it just didn't work like roddy's babyface one was all about being a family man and you know 
yeah, and, I and ending his life. And I, I don't know. I just don't think it's. I just don't think it works. And I, that's all Roddy had, though. Roddy was like he, you know, when when you boil Roddy down to just like white meat baby face, then he is a custom wrestler, like you know, custom wrestler number one. But you know, um, Bronson Reed's got you know all the kind of the thick boy uh, and the kind of the unique sort of high flying offense of a, of a big guy to add on top of that like a really like like a really adorable vader that's a pretty cool wrestling character um i don't know if, if that's lovely vader <laughs> lovely vader um hug van vader uh, yes yeah, so i vader <laughs> i i'm i'm a, i thought it was nice i'm not a, i'm not a, a broken hearted cynic like you no, well, that that's what you that's what you get. Uh, Balor was then seen warming up uh, for the match later in the night. He picked up his jacket, and then you saw Dexter Loomis uh, sort of lurking in the background, but nothing was said, which I think was well done on NXT's part to not be like, "Oh my God, is that Dexter Loomis? That's Dexter Loomis there. What's he doing there?" Which is something that Raw would do. Uh, so I, I think at least a little bit of subtlety to what was quite a goofy little segment. Uh, we then got Regal uh, at home. You assume. Uh, because the grandfather clock was there. Um, (laughs) What's the most William Regal item that you could find in your vicinity? A book? No, that's too small. Um, A grandfather clock. Excellent. Um, And he says he won't be bullied into making championship matches um, by Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, and that still has to be earned in the traditional way. So I assume we're going to have some Karrion Cross matches in the next couple of weeks to earn him that number one contendership. I hope that it's going to be the hard way. That's what I really hope is coming out of this. Because obviously, like, Keith Lee wants to kick Karrion Cross's. He wants to whoop that ass, uh, as he said. Um, so much so that, yeah, like, so when Karrion Cross presented him with the choice the easy way or the hard way, I was just like, oh, the idea of everyone will suffer. What does that mean in NXT? Does that mean that Karrion Cross is going to go through backstage and destroy everyone, you know, like the Shield used to do back in the day? Like, literally... Mm-hmm blitz through catering and just kill everyone that sounds interesting but keith lee wants to match too much so like keith lee's like the easy way please and i was like oh the hard way sounds like fun telly so maybe just this whole william regal thing is a way for us to get the hard way and i'm really interested to see kind of the reign of terror that um carrying cross is going to go on oh it's absolutely setting up that yeah that you don't you Keith Lee choosing the hard way is not a big baby face Doesn't move. Make sense. Like, but being forced into it by William Regal and having to suffer through basically three weeks of torment before uh, takeover is really good telly, like you said. And I think, yeah, Karen Cross decimating the backstage of NXT and getting, as long as it doesn't turn into Samoa Joe, uh, AJ Styles territory. Ooh, Wendy. Like, <laughs> just Mia, Mia. Um, yeah as long as it doesn't go there I think it's fine um and it, I think it could be really interesting uh we then got Swerve Scott versus Jake Atlas and a little cruiserweight match I think this was a number one contendership match um from the sounds of it like it seems it seems like they're setting up Swerve for a shot at uh Santos Escobar um which I, I think he'll inevitably lose um but this was quite good this was this was a lot of fun these two guys worked really well together um Jake hits this crazy springboard blockbuster at one point, which was really cool. Um, and then Swerve rolled through to do his like roll through flatliner thing, and Jake just kicks him in the face as he pops Bob. up, which was which is no thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Scott then did this big release German suplex and then finally hit the roll through flatliner. But the really the I think the really cool moment, there's a couple of really cool moments towards the end where Jake sort of just they were they were resting on the top, uh, and Jake sort of grabbed Swerve's arm and just in like one fluid motion, managed to pull him up by the arm and put him in a fireman's carry and then swivel off and dump him on his back, um, which just looked awesome. And then there was a moment where they sort of fought through the ropes to the outside and Jake was hanging by his feet from the bottom rope and Swerve hits the uh, the house call to just the side of Jake's head on the outside and then dumps him in, hits the JML driver and picks up the win. This was really, really cool. I think this was a great little match. This was exactly what, WWE and NXT especially likes to do with the cruiserweights, which is just go and have your really good cruiserweight match, please. That doesn't necessarily pertain to anything wider that's going on on NXT TV. Maybe it builds into 205 Live. I've not been watching that very much recently, so I don't know. Um, But Swerve versus Santos Escobar is definitely something I want to see. Um, And I really like the pairing. Uh, Like I said, I, I think Drake Maverick is the one to take the belt Santos Escobar down the line, but Swerve is a very good first proper opponent for him. 
and uh, will make him look stronger in the victory. Um, <clears throat> we then got a bunch of match announcements where it was Damien Priest versus Only Lorcan and Ridge Holland for next week. Priest said that he's the favourite to win. Uh, and in this match, there's not going to be an upset victory like in the Bronson Reed one. It is just going to be the favourite wins. And then he's going to go on and win the North American title, which was quite good from Damien Priest. I like that sort of um, playing into it. I think it adds, it adds more stakes to it as well. There's a bit more meaning added to it when I think the this next match also had an upset victory. So, like, there are two kind of outsiders already booked in for the ladder match now. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, it would be nice to hang it around a star who already has a bit of um, cachet in NXT and has, you know, would seem like the logical choice to be North American champion. So maybe Damian Priest is the guy they've kind of tapped up for that. He's um, definitely good enough. Yeah, he absolutely is. Uh, we then also got uh, announcement of the Ripley and Kai match for the number one contendership for the Women's Championship and the Undisputed Era and Imperium title match for next week. And then we got the main event, which was Loomis and uh, Dexter Loomis and Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher in a triple threat. Can so, we just quickly talk about how William Regal said he wouldn't be bullied into title matches and then uh, the immediately went and demanded a number one contenders match and then the tag title match came as a result of a brawl that got out of hand. Mm-hmm. And just be like, all right, all right, Will. Well, there's, whatever you, whatever there's, you say, bud. But his difference is he won't be bullied into it. If people ask him, go and ask him nicely, he won't do it. But if it's if it's a brawl and it's a punishment for someone to have to have a championship match, then that's it. Like it's like the the logic of settling it in the ring is very uh, elastic. Mm. It stretches around whatever you want, but it also snaps shut whenever you need it to. Um, yeah, William Re- William Regal's booking makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Changeable like the face of a grandfather clock. Um, this was good though. I really enjoyed this main event match. Um, I think they all worked really, really well together. A lot of it was about the fact that Loomis just keeps on coming. He, he was in control for quite a lot early on. Um, he did this brilliant, he, he did a ricochet, didn't he? He did a little flip over the that top rope and land on his feet. And it was unbelievably like- good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like that's the thing about Dexter Loomis that I love the most. Like, I still think he's woolly. Uh, the whole doesn't speak thing, I think, is like, I think that's actually could be a really cool gimmick, not talking, like not one word. Uh, you know, it was something I pitched for Bobby Lashley, like on on parts of unknown. But you do kind of need to kind of get an idea clearly of what he wants and it might be worth like th- that statement you know or getting a manager or something just i do you do need to kind of get a sense of intention from dexter loomis um but like the thing that kind of captivates me about him is just this poise that he has and like i've compared him to the undertaker not necessarily because like he's got that kind of amazing gimmick that the undertaker has but simply because he inhabits his gimmick like mm-hmm. fully uh like he has that stillness and he has that control over his body which is like it genuinely like it's like it's like really good clown and mime work like someone with that much physical awareness and be able to kind of just like hold themselves and understand that power comes from control not from berserker mode to be able to hit a flipping uh sent on land on your feet and then just stay still like even Ricochet, I don't think could do that. Ricochet kind of took a, a walk forward and then kind of puffed his chest out and kind of ex- gave away a little bit of that power. Des Loomis just stood there and just went, and it's just like, oh my God, mm-hmm. uh, you are otherworldly. Really, really, really good. Yeah, I think he's he is a fantastic talent. And I, I think what's amazing about him as well is that he's been so restrained so far in his booking that like you've not really seen the depths of what he can do. Like the most we've seen before this crazy flip to the outside was that he does the slide and then does the little uppercut when he gets out. Uh, And he did that in this match as well when um, towards the end, as they were working over Finn Balor's leg for a lot of it, Thatcher had Balor's leg locked up on the apron. And uh, across this shot that you're seeing on screen now, Loomis like slipped out of the ring like a little... I don't know, like a calf being born, popped up and then started hitting people with an uppercut. hell. <laughs> that's good imagery i think loosing um, out like he's yeah, exactly yeah like a like a placenta he appeared um and uh, <laughs> I someone's been having his rich hollands that's it someone's been having his rich hollands <laughs> um yeah, and I just think all these, all three of these work together. It was it was really well told that like a lot of the match focused on Balor and Thatcher 
like trying to get a, a sort of a one-on-one match going really and Loomis taking all this punishment and dropping to the outside and still being in it being in it being in it uh, and then towards the end yeah Bala took this um injury from Thatcher uh Loomis got in and had a bit, bit of a brawl with Thatcher finally hit the Uranagi into the silence but Bala breaks up with a coup de grace uh, and then as he sort of goes to pin Loomis Thatcher drags him off and locks in this horrific looking ankle lock mm. uh but then Loomis just sort of snakes in to the background like hey guy <laughs> and then locks in locks in his own silence and and Thatcher passes out which allows Bala out but that that's Loomis winning the match uh really really good stuff I, I just think I, I felt like Loomis was a character that wouldn't necessarily just work thrown into random matches with like really top level guys unless there was some sort of build into it and this proved that wrong i think he, he actually his kind of his thing does just work uh, across the board and i think it's like you said because he has such good character work and he's got such a way of reacting to everything as dexter loomis the character and not just being like i'm just a wrestler so i should just do this is how a wrestler would do it. He's always like, this is how Dexter Loomis, the character, would react to all of these moments. And it's always with uh, an eerie calm. Yes. And that actually, it's starting to get over now, I think. Like, it, it was, it felt a bit um, goofy the first few times you saw it. Like, in the breakout tournament, I, I thought the Dexter Loomis character was a bit like, yeah, we're not really into it. But the more I see of him, the more I'm like, yes, this is really for me. I think if this was happening in front of a crowd, he'd be a lot more over uh, by mm. by this point. Just because, like I said, he's just he's just nailing too many spots. Like he's 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 really reliable. Um, he's got a kind of a consistent presence. Uh, I think yeah, I think fans would really kind of react to that kind of stuff. Uh, and like I think as well in a way that you don't necessarily get with the kind of the the manufactured crowd that we currently have. Not again. I, I don't want to wrap those guys too much because I do think NXT is better for a bit of life around the ring. But um, I think if you had like a a smarter crowd, uh, I think they would have kind of like 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 they elevated the Velveteen Dream, Velveteen D, uh, Dream way back when. Uh, it's almost like the yeah the crowd work and the crowd being amused by Dexter's weirdness is a bit that we're really missing out on. It's mm-hmm. kind of. I, it, it might be enough to complete his character. I'm not sure. Um, maybe like a little bit more intent, a bit more of an understanding of him might be there as well. But I think, yeah, I do think it's a shame that we're kind of missing out on the crowd being able to react to, yeah, like the ricochet flip. People lost yeah, their that was, that was so nuts. Um, yeah, I, overall, I think a very good episode of NXT. It wasn't like right home about newsworthy but it really had a lot in it that was really good like this was like you know i think gargano and strong was peak nxt tv match like it it was just kind of the archetypical nxt tv match which is very very high quality the main event was great and had some really crazy spots in it um keith lee and karen cross promo that kind of came around the middle of the show was perfection like that that was a wrestling promo done absolutely perfectly that is the build to a match that uh i was already excited to see but i am now desperate to see mm. um and there was a bunch of other stuff that was that was very very good and going places and you know i think the weakest point of it for me was that opening match i, I just didn't really click with where that was going story-wise but i think everything else has set up all the dominoes very very nicely to knock them all down in time for takeover triple x please don't google it how about you yeah i again like yeah i agree um pretty yeah a, a solid show um like you say um wasn't anything kind of massively explosive uh i think you know the the triple threat wasn't as stacked as last week's triple threat i think you know the you know the some of the other matches weren't quite at, you know didn't have that kind of oh now this is where we're going kind of revelatory feel there wasn't as much development there was there was just some subtle nuanced uh, development and a few things to hang your hat on um which is yeah it's 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 good weekly telly um it's it's very it, like it's very much in service of takeover takeovers are supposed to be bigger they're supposed to be bigger than than, than the telly and i understand the kind of the whole wednesday night war narrative being just like every week has to you have to be fighting for your life tooth and nail uh but this is yeah like uh nxt is is being super dependable right mm-hmm. now um, it's a it's a good show with good characters building to 
what probably will be really great shows. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's it's it's remarkable in a world where, you know, WWE just did Extreme Rules and all the finishes of Extreme Rules were really about making you watch Raw. And mm. I think it's it's important to have that feeling that one of the two things is the main thing. And and that's what, you know, the main roster really struggles with the idea of what's more important, the pay-per-view or the, or the, the television show. And they keep flip-flopping on which one that is. And NXT has always had that takeover is where stuff is done. And that's where all the really big, important moments happen. And then it was a lovely bonus when they started to decide that, you know, when they went on USA, that some some really big things would happen on the weekly TV program as well. But they've always maintained that TakeOver is special and TakeOver 30 has to be special because it's such a milestone for that brand within that company. So I'm really super excited to see what happens. But yeah, please do not Google it, whatever you do. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons. Laurie? Yes, mate. Is is banana skin poisonous? Um, I don't know, you know. Maybe. Should we Google it? Let's Google yeah, it. Yeah, let's Google it. Because uh, um, I... You know, I do. I do want to kind of stick to my guns here. I realise that I have banana peels are not poisonous. In fact, they're edible and packed with nutrients. Well, there you go. So says Del Monte. No, uh, this is just from some sort of science website. So I think it's fine. Uh, The number one Google of banana peel is uh, banana peel poisonous dogs. So I think it's fine for humans. I don't want to end up feeling. I don't rough. think it's gonna. I don't think. Wait. Uh, I I imagine it's not too bad to eat a banana peel, like a banana. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the, the end bit might be the the bit that connects it to the bunch might be the difficult bit. I feel like that's. Got I don't some... have to eat that, do I? No, you do. You said you'd eat the whole I thing. I said I'd eat the the banana. We'll find, and the skin. Okay, we'll find one that's got a slightly smaller stem then, and that'll be fine. But I'm not letting you off lightly here. This is what you said you'd do. Sorry, you have please. to you have to eat the top and the bottom <laughs> end of the banana. The the weird the, <laughs> the weird rough bits is what you got to eat. Unhinge um, my jaw and take the whole thing. Oh, I don't want to discuss that. I don't want to do that. Oh no! I, isn't it weird how fruit comes with a wrapper? That's It does baffle me that, like, slightly that, you know, how much fruit comes in its own little packet. And do you think that's where people got the idea for, like, say, crisp packets from? Yes. Yeah, to be like, I looked at a banana and thought, isn't that brilliant that the bit, the the tasty bits happens to be in another bit that's (laughs) holding it and keeping it safe? You used to just get, like, a handful of crisps. Someone would have, like, a barrel of them behind the counter and you just hold your hand out and you would just pour some crisps into your hand. Yeah, and And sometimes I'd, like, you know, you'd use your, you'd take your flat cap off if you needed more and just be like, fill her up. Well, if you're a working man, Fill her up, fill her up, Kyle. Um, but then obviously people looked at uh, fruit and be just like, oh, there's a bit of an event there. And so that's when they kind of mm. came up with crisp packets. Yeah. And then after that, obviously birthdays was, that's when they came up with birthday presents and stuff after that. Yep. And then after that, pass the parcel, et cetera. But if you trace the lineage back of all of these things, it was, it, fruit was the first one. Chiefly the um, nana. Yeah. Just the, just, yeah. you know, being able to kind of get to the little prize inside. It's very important, very important part of um, the evolution of human culture. Hmm. <laughs> well there you go you learn something new every single time you listen to the rest of podcast because <laughs> uh, we are not just here to tell you about what happened on nxt this week we are here to uh, enlighten you as to the evolution of humankind and the sciences and all of those you know those wonderful things we're up there with with 
other podcasts like stuff like the bbc does that's that's what we're really trying to do we're trying to expand people's horizons here yeah um so yeah i hope you've enjoyed that <laughs> you, you, you i don't know i don't know what absolute horse shit pete and andy will tell you on saturday but that's they've got that on the, the smackdown podcast uh luke is also doing the uh friday show the magazine show with xenia from uh wrestling twitter so that'd be really interesting um and then we are back on the trail next week as always with raw um When's the next pay per view? Next pay per view is basically Takeover and SummerSlam, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Twenty second for Takeover Triple X. Mm-hmm. So those will be the next big, the next big podcast reviews that we're going to do, um, which is good because I, I feel like we need a cooling off period for Wrestle League while we build into these last. There's like two more left basically, and then it's all decided. And currently, I'm at the top of that league by one point, my darling. And yes. let's not forget who's right behind you. Yeah, well, I still one point. Mm. One one point's all I need because I can just predict exactly what you've predicted. You do that. <laughs> I'll just do that. I'll, just, I'll make sure you're on both predictions show, and then I'll just say, Adam, you go first. Piece of human. Oh, garbage. I'm absolutely going to win this one. It's, it's my year. Um, <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for. Uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.